Hello, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of One Vision. Joining us today is Abhijit Bose, Head of Center for Machine Learning and Enterprise ML Platforms at Capital One. And welcome to the show, Abhijit. Thank you so much for having me, Theo. I am so looking forward to our conversation because the last time we chat, a lot of the things that you guys are doing at Capital One, it just gives me hope that to be able to talk to people in banking who are actually doing something and creating a change. Um, it's terribly exciting. Sorry. <laughs> Before we start, can you tell our listeners a little bit about your journey and what you do at Capital One? Um, so, you know, there is a little bit of an interesting story behind how I ended up in machine learning uh, and also my role at Capital One. Um, so I, I did my undergrad in mechanical engineering in India. And then like many folks, I came to the US for grad school right after my bachelor's. And then eventually I got a PhD in engineering mechanics, um, you know, focusing on something called computational math uh, from UT Austin. Um, after that, I spent a couple of years as a postdoc at uh, Bell Labs, and at that point, they were Lucent Bell Labs. But that's where really I first got exposed to machine learning because we had a lot of computer scientists there working on various aspects of ML. Um, and then I became really fascinated with ML and computer science, and I realized I was a computational scientist, did a lot of programming, you know, new kind of HPC, but didn't really know computer science. So eventually ended up at University of Michigan uh, after my postdoc. And uh, this may sound a little, you know, kind of extreme, but I actually ended up uh, doing a second master's in computer science and a second PhD in computer science, this time focusing on machine learning. Um, you know, I, I have always followed my passion um, so this was kind of natural for me, but looking back, you know, just going through school for so many years, uh, it might, you know, I, I probably wouldn't recommend that to a lot of folks today. There are so many Coursera courses and so many ways you can actually become a machine learning engineer. And we'll, we'll talk about some of that, what we are doing at Capital One. Um, but after Michigan, uh, I spent four years at IBM Research, TJ Watson Lab. Uh, working on various aspects of data science, machine learning. Uh, then I was at Google. Um, I was part of the founding team at Google Plus. I, I don't know how many people remembers Google Plus um, back in 20, you know, 10, 2011, uh, when we launched. Um, after that, I worked at JP Morgan Chase, and then most recently, uh, I was at uh, Facebook AI Research uh, Fair. Uh, I, I built and led the research engineering org. Um, after doing that for three years, um, I was looking for an opportunity where, um, you know, you can come in at the ground floor of a, a company that, that's very forward thinking and thinks of data and ML as kind of, kind of the primary, you know, imperatives for building kind of the next generation tech company. And um, Capital One approached me um, and I, you know, as I talked to a lot of the senior leadership, I just felt so inspired 
by kind of the focus on being a tech company, um, you know, doing which happens to be doing financial services and just meeting a lot of the people, I felt that there was a deep chemistry between, you know, what I was looking for and good match, you know, and then what the company, you know, mission is. So December 2020, I joined Capital One as the uh, head, head of Center for ML uh, and the head of enterprise platforms. So that's a, um, you know, um, that's kind of the long version of the story. Uh, it, it took me like from mechanical engineering to my current role through a long, you know, many, many years uh, of studying and working. Uh, but I'm truly inspired by what I do. And, uh, um, you know, we'll, we'll talk more um, about, about like, um, uh, you know, what separates us as a company and um, from the other, you know, like I, I believe we are much closer to a tech company um, based on like how we approach um, AI machine learning data and our kind of history of technology transformation. Um, you know, not many people probably aware of to the extent uh, we have built a tech company uh, within kind of the, the branding of a bank. to say I love that story and I feel inspired just listening to you so first of all I will be telling my kids look a bachelor and a master is not enough you need to do two PhDs here you go set the <laughs> but uh, jokes aside I, I agree I remember um, quite a few years ago now quite quite a few years ago uh, when I was at uh, South by Southwest, I was at uh, the Capital One house. There was always a house. Um, and I yep. was upstairs and listening to someone talking about using AI machine learning in Capital One. And that was the first time ever. We were talking about, oh, back in 2015, 16 now. I cannot remember. Uh, that was the first time I thought, oh, wait a minute, this is an interesting topic. There are things that you can use with that technology and actually do something useful for people financial lives. So I absolutely agree with you. There's a lot of exciting things that's happening and I am so glad you are there doing what you're doing. Um, people talk a lot about, you know, using AI in banking, or at least, you know, if you believe what you read in analyst reports, there are tons of them. What are some of the factors that are driving um, increased adoption in, in your point of view, what are banks using it for and why? Um, I would say AI and ML is transforming almost every aspect of financial services and, and banking today, like from how we interact with our customers to how we safeguard their finances, you know, through fraud prevention, all kinds of digital account takeovers and things like that. Um, it's also enabling us to better understand our customer needs and behaviors and then deliver, you know, a much more personalized customer experience in, in, in ways that was never, that were never possible, you know, before. Um, ultimately, I think AI and ML will help put the power of information in our customers' hands in real time. Like, you know, Rich Fairbank um, has 
talks about like us being real-time intelligent and so much of that is like having real-time data infrastructure and real-time AI machine learning and decisioning you know infrastructure to support those real-time intelligent decisions at the moment you know when our customers are um, interacting with us so uh, you know, at Capital One, AI and ML and real-time data infrastructure, these two things have become central to how we build and think of each and every product and services uh, for our customers and how we deliver value to them. Um, you know, um, and I can give you some specific examples of where we are using AI ML. Um, for example, um, you know, in, in fraud, we built a fraud platform to make pretty complex real-time machine learning decisions um, that goes back into historical data, you know, previous fraud patterns, um, billions of records. Um, in the time it takes our customers to swipe their credit card. So the moment, you know, you, you swipe your card, uh, in the back end, um, we are running a bunch of complex models um, to 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 decide, you know, is it a fraud fraudulent transaction or not? And you can imagine the tight, you know, the SLA guarantees that need to be there. Um, it needs to be a few milliseconds, otherwise, you know, that there will not be a good customer experience. Like if you are at a store or at a restaurant, you know, doing that. Um, you know, in uh, in case of like uh, customer facing personalization, we built a chatbot called Eno, and it's actually in the um, we have presented um, um, you know papers and other information in the public domain, like how we built that chatbot. Uh, it's a state of the art um, you know chatbot uh, that actually proactively uh, surfaces insights like. Um, you know, if you signed up for some magazine or some subscriptions um, and you forgot that after the first 30 days, there is a you know recurring charge, it will actually remind you of this free tri trial so that you don't get charged in your credit card. Um, um, it, it can also give you like an year end, you know, charitable uh, giving summary of all the places, you know, where you may have uh, donated or used your credit card to donate money. Um, you know, um, in, um, uh, for example, if you use, you know, through our mobile app, um, it actually learns how you are using, um, the, the digital app to actually customize your interactions. So you can say, you know, you know, uh, what's my balance. It will know that you actually just, uh, try to look up the checking, you know, account and give you the balance automatically without asking like, hey, you know, show me my checking account balance or something like that. So it's very contextual, takes signals from many different places to make it really personalized. Um, in case of um, customer service, um, you know, when somebody um, uh, call our, you know, call centers and interacts with our customer service agents, um, we, use that you know voice to text um, um, you know like conversion of, of that data to um, it's all anonymized but we we try to understand that you know where in the call 
something didn't go well so that we can then take that knowledge back to our customer service agents to get um, you know to train them better or even like to get personalized support for each customer based on their interaction histories for example if somebody called our call center but then we just saw you know two minutes before they tried to use their card and it didn't work we will automatically route that information when they call our call center so that it's top of the the kind of the pile of everything that the customer service agent has uh, in front of them um, so we try to um, you know see wherever there is a way for us to significantly improve the customer experience using, using machine learning in a responsible you know safe way um, we will think about a way to to use you know some of our capabilities i love that example um, that you just mentioned being able to look at a customer journey and their actions holistically because how many times when we call a service provider and you have to reiterate everything that you have done and said I, I am at the point where i am really upset and then you get transferred off of it to someone else and then you have to repeat that same story it it's just does not create a smooth situation shall we say yeah. that's a better word right so that that is that is that is really fun and and i chuckled a little bit at the fraud part because i i do remember Many years ago when, you know, you used to have to call your credit card company and say, I'm traveling just so that they don't block your charges. So we have come a long way. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, on fraud, if you're a Capital One customer, like you will hear from a lot of our customers that uh, if there is a kind of a suspicion of fraud, it's usually resolved most of the time through the app. Like we'll send you a message, you just tap on that message, you know, you kind of like verify it's a real transaction or not. And it's done. Like you don't have to call us and, you know, uh, or even like at the point of purchase, you know, like you have to call us and enter your like 16 digit credit card number and stuff like that. We, we you know, we, we try to avoid that uh, as much as possible. So, I mean, a lot of the, lot, there is a lot of ML behind those touch points that actually make make that uh, experience possible. Little things matter. That's what they say. Yeah. Um, yeah. I do want to ask you though. So beyond all of these, what are some things that are left unexplored? Things that we are not paying enough attention to. I would say there are, um, you know, two two major things I would say in 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 case of MLAI, uh, especially also you know in financial services, I would say across stake and finance. Um, the first one is in the space of uh, what we call MLOps um, and and scaling machine learning responsibly and effectively. Um, you know a lot of places uh, they can build a machine learning model. But uh, when it comes to actually deploying that model in, in, you know, in front of customers and millions of customers, like we have 100 million customers, um, 
you cannot just you know uh, put a model without all of the governance and kind of thinking of scaling and responsible usage of the, the model. Um, so MLOps is about ensuring that our users can easily, safely, and effectively deploy machine learning models at very large scale to production in a repeatable way. And that's very important. Um, and also in a loop where you are continuously experimenting with new models and new features. But again, guaranteeing you know, the, the, the first set of things that I said before. It's a real challenge, right? I mean, you have to get your data infrastructure in place. You have to have really good technology infrastructure, uh, machine learning stack, you know, both in development and, and production systems. And over the years, um, we have learned some of the best practices in, in, in MLOps, which I believe that, you know, have put us in a position to be able to uh, really deploy ML effectively at scale. And also, I would say maybe years ahead of other companies, um, um, you know, um, in, especially in, in banking and financial services. And, you know, I have worked at tech companies and, and other, you know, financial companies before. And first time when I joined Capital One, uh, I couldn't believe that, you know, you can actually run a, a real bank, like the, one of the largest banks, completely out of the public cloud. Like we, you know, we, like you can actually see a lot of the papers and talks we have given outside externally, um, um, you know, about our, the fact that we uh, built out a large engineering organization of uh, close to 12,000, you know, um, engineers and technologists now. Uh, we went all in in the public cloud. We re-architected all of our applications and legacy, you know, data platforms. Um, we put a lot of our ML engineers and data scientists in all of our businesses so that they can also start to think of, you know, how to use machine learning. Um, over the, you know, past year, we have built a stack, uh, a technology stack uh, in such a way that um, it's, like our you know, machine learning engineers and data scientists can pretty quickly progress a model from development to production, um, cutting down like weeks and months of back and forth you know, between like data science, engineering, risk, you know, all these organizations, but still with the right set of appropriate model governance and control you know, gates that you need to have. That practice, that MLOps, uh, is a real thing here. You know, like we we are, you know, we are not hundred percent there, but we have made so much progress. You know, in the last few years, given our investments in data, cloud, and ML, that I I feel like now we are in a really good good spot to actually lead the industry, even lead many tech companies. You know, to um, to, to scale very complex, you know, regulated uh, machine learning systems um, through, the, through the enterprise. The, the other thing I would say is that, you know, along with all of the kind of the technological and engineering innovations that we have done, um, we also had to do a bunch of other things. Um, you know, we 
focus a lot on collaboration. Like we, you know, what's the operating model when you try to build a machine learning model? You need a bunch of different teams to come together. You know, how do you set up those teams? Um, how do you continuously train uh, our next generation, you know, machine learning engineers? Uh, and we should talk about at some point, you know, um, how do we train our engineers to become machine learning engineers? Um, you know, how we work together as one organization between engineering, product, and design. You know, it's very easy to say, a lot of companies will say that uh, we, you know, we product engineering design, they all work together. Uh, here, we actually have created a single organizational structure uh, with the same, you know, towers and sub towers as we develop our platforms and machine learning, you know, products. They all kind of, we, you know, every product has a machine, uh, engineering lead, a product lead and a design lead. And they all work together along with their teams. So, you know, with the engineering innovation, we also had to do a lot of um, kind of like an operating model and process innovation. Uh, we just hired our first, you know, leader of something called technical program management, um, you know, because we are interested in how can we like go from our current SDLC processes, like how we develop software and put that in the in, in our production systems. How can we, you know, iterate faster? Um, how can we make it, you know, in a way so that we have a lot of confidence, you know, uh, built in or in an automated way in a lot of our tooling. Um, so it's a combination of different things uh, that I feel like uh, you know, it's it, even though we are exploring it, it's not so much explored in other, you know, companies um, um, that you need to really scale AI uh, throughout the enterprise. Um, the other area, um, I think it's important for us to not lose sight um, is the machine learning research, you know, and development. And tied to that is how do you contribute back to the community, whether it's, you know, conference um, presentations or conference papers, academic style research, you know, open source code uh, contributions to GitHub. Um, so we have an applied machine learning team that focuses on exploring forward looking machine learning techniques. Um, for example, the latest state of the art um, in areas like self-supervised learning, uh, federated learning, uh, explainability, um, you know, things like transformer-based architectures. We see a lot of potential applications of these methods in banking. Um, it's something we are investing, um, you know, and I, I truly believe that our work in these areas will actually help inform how advanced machine learning can be, you know, developed and implemented across the, you know, banking industry uh, for years to come. Um, again, this is not, you know, this is not very common, um, you know, in across the financial industry to be able to invest not just in platforms, but also take a longer term, you know, horizon view to advancing the state of the art techniques that relate to banking. You know, you can take something like federated learning. Um, if you are a tech company that has a bunch of use cases, but if you're in a financial consumer facing, you know, financial company, 
you cannot just use the same approaches in federated learning. You have to, you know, change them. You have to make them suitable for, you, you know, our use cases. So um, we invest in that kind of research. And then, you know, the, the nice thing about Capital One that I have come to appreciate is that we also have a clear path from that research to production through the platforms that we are developing. So, for example, like, I have all of the platforms, you know, for machine learning and scaling in the company, but I also have the research team and these two teams uh, work together very closely to bring those ideas to, to our platform. And then through the platform, we scale it to the entire company, to all of our users. And part of that, I would also say that's unique of our, about our, you know, R&D agenda is that we are also building a lot of partnerships with uh, universities to advance um, state of the art in these techniques, uh, to establish our AI and ML brand for talent. Um, you know, we have uh, a bunch of different mechanisms, like we provide research grants to faculty. Uh, we, um, you know, have collaborative R&D partnerships with a bunch of different schools. Um, we had our first, you know, set of like seven PhD interns who just finished their summer projects with us. Uh, and th these are like a PhD machine learning, you know, students in uh, across like a bunch of different universities um, who spent a summer with us and they're going to go back now and write a bunch of papers. And, you know, you will see a bunch of joint publications between Capital One and, you know, these universities. Uh, and that I feel like it's a it's a flywheel, right? I mean, you know, we have the platforms we are scaling, but we also have this forward-looking team and all these initiatives that are creating new techniques, and then we can kind of turn the wheel uh, all the all all the way. It, it's funny listening to you talk, which which is absolutely fascinating. I. For a moment, I thought I was talking to a tech company, not a bank. Um, it is. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Everything you're talking about, you know, being forward looking, thinking about things that is not, you know, there yet and doing the research and actually going back to talent, right? Where do we find people from and, and collaborating with faculty university? All of those things are things that we take for granted in tech industry. Um, and that's so much so in banking. So that it is, it is absolutely fascinating. You did touch on a point earlier though, um, about, you know, getting different people to work together, training the next generation of people. What are the things that we need to be more aware of in the next few years? We are living in a changing time. Um, we have a lot of things going on, um, changing demographics being one of them, changing nature of work being another. Um, what do we need to do to continue to adopt new technologies and at the same time be more aware of all the things that's happening around us? Yeah. Um, I think, you know, there needs to be a real focus on continued learning, uh, training and development opportunities uh, for machine learning and AI. Uh, and we know that, you know, in order to attract and retain top talent in this space, they need to be working on challenging problems that have a real impact on our users and on people's lives. 
and they need to, you know, they themselves, like all these engineers and scientists and product managers, they need to continue learning and growing in, you know, AI and ML because this space is advancing very rapidly. Um, so, you know, I'll tell you like a couple of things that we are doing um, on our side. Uh, so uh, this year we launched a new training program called Machine Learning Engineer uh, Training Program uh, to enable our software engineers and data engineers across Capital One to train and shift to a career in machine learning. Um, you know, it's a it's a really in-depth uh, 160 hour program. So it's not trivial. You know, they are doing this, you know, while they're working. So it's real commitment on their part, uh, which is which is good. And, you know, obviously they have some flexibility from their management. Like we make sure they have like they are not like doing their full time, you know, 100 percent, you know, what they're working today because they're also going to be in this program. Um, and it takes about five months. Uh, it's both instructor-led and you know self-paced content, like Coursera-type you know content. And we are on our third cohort, and each cohort has about forty you know um, uh, associates. So by the end of this year, we basically have trained about hundred new machine learning engineers. You know, from the pool of that twelve thousand engineers that I talked about. And you know, at this stage, um, like there is so much demand, uh, we don't have enough instructors. So we are trying to figure out like how to scale the program. Um, and the you know, and and frankly, like the attrition has been really low because they are learning so much, they are enjoying you know their new career. Uh, I you know uh, think that that's kind of like a that that's the kind of thing you need to be able to do uh, in an enterprise setting to kind of you know attract and and retain the top talent, uh, and it's also great for diversity. And you know, um, um, and it, as I said, like the curriculum itself, um, you know, it covers things like machine learning modeling, uh, ML ops that I talked about earlier lot of our platforms that we have built as well as like industry tools they learn you know most of the basic concepts of machine learning um, um, you know so I, I feel like um, this is like a key thing for companies to um, to keep in mind um, you know in the coming years the other key area I think that will continue to be important for uh, banks and frankly, all industries touching ML is the focus on diversity, uh, inclusion and representation. And this is especially important for machine learning systems because you know, we, we all have seen when either, you know, like the way the data was generated or how we approach the actual, you know, building of the machine learning system, if it's, if you are not having a diverse team building that, um, you know, you, the biases can creep in into the system. Um, so we are guided by a mission to build and deploy AI ML in a very responsible, well-managed way that puts people first. So we have a lot of our, you know, uh, processes built into the steps of AI and ML um, implementation 
that are centered around you know people whether it's customers you know um, like when we build products or systems and solutions not only we you know um, like put customers at the very center of our thinking but we also think of our associates who are building machine learning models and deploying them or you know thinking of applying machine learning to a new problem there you know they have come across uh, and part of that is, you know, we, we really believe that it's very important to have this diverse set of people with different backgrounds and, and live experiences uh, who are building these systems. So if you look at our machine learning teams, uh, starting with, you know, um, like just how cross-functional they need to be, uh, we make sure that, you know, all of our machine learning projects have data scientists, uh, product managers, engineers, designers, or model risk office, and, you know, like um, sometimes legal or compliance folks to inform, you know, how we build and select models. And I would say like, you know, we are operating in a pretty highly regulated environment and we place, you know, by kind of the, by the way we work, we place a lot of importance on structured processes and, and protocol, you know, such as risk mitigation and model governance, peer review and, you know, debiasing our data sets and things like that. But that can only go so far. So building diverse teams and bringing cross-functional teams together is a big part of our, you know, uh, agenda here. Uh, and more broadly, I would say, like, Diversity, equality, and inclusion are central to Capital One values, and I'm, uh, and it's part of our culture. Like that's something I feel like coming from different, you know, companies. Like having a background in different companies, um, I see here that we have really worked hard to build and maintain a culture that uh, values diversity and provides, you know, this supportive environment where you can ask questions, be yourself. Um, um, that's also, you know, I think it's helping us to build um, that the kind of teams that you need to build to responsibly, you know, deploy machine learning um, in, in the company. That is music to my ears, because I truly do believe that it needs to be the culture, the DNA of a company, it needs to be from inside and it will reflect on the products and services that you provide. Before we close, I, I am very, very curious and I would love to hear more for those who heard what you just said or see the, the work that you guys have done and they want to get started. What do they do? That's always the question mark, right? You know, okay, that sounds really interesting. How, how does one even get started thinking about a career in this space? I would say like, come join Capital One, we'll train you, you know? <laughs> no, seriously, you know, like I, I, I really say that to a lot of engineers I meet, you know, when I go to a university and, you know, meet, meet engineers, um, our product managers, you know, one of our program managers is a great example. Like she, um, she manages a big part of our, you know, machine learning program portfolio. She has never done ML before. She actually went and took a uh, took an executive, you know, course in machine learning from MIT, 
and you know and we we were like very supportive and now she can actually kind of bring that machine learning knowledge in her program management role so i would say like look for an employer that will really support um you know you as a as a newcomer in this area and then maybe you can start as a you know somebody can start as a mobile app developer but with the right support you know structure they can also learn machine learning on the job and take some courses and become a machine learning engineer the other thing i would say is that uh, obviously you know some someone can decide to go back to school and they can get a uh, masters in data science or you know even machine learning there are dedicated masters program now in machine learning at a few universities there are also coursera and other places where you can actually get a certificate um, those things are also useful um, but overall you know like we can only learn so much through this structured or uh, training or programs you know machine learning changes like so fast like it evolves so so quickly that even i have to be a constant learner um you know i mean even with my very large uh, you know uh, um, number of people in my org i still find time to actually go back and you know read a lot of the latest papers in machine learning because i know if i don't do that you know, in six months, I'll be like um, out of date, like my knowledge would, would become out of date. So, you know, just having a growth mindset, lifelong learning, um, and then finding an opportunity where they, the, you know, the workplace will support you to become, to learn more about machine learning. I think those are some of the, uh, some of what I, I will advise, you know, uh, folks. I feel seen, Abhijit. I feel like you're talking to me. I, I do have a long list of things I want to do and going back and do a master on, on AI machine learning is one of those. Hopefully That's one of these days. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I, know. I, I, I find a lot of excuses, do I? But that lifelong learning is indeed important. I think regardless of what industry we are and in, regardless of what role we take, we need to continue to learn and be open to yep. new things. So. This has been a delightful conversation. I, I can't, I can't say that enough. This is just um, wonderful and amazing to hear, not just about the work that you're doing, but also, you know, what could it be and what it can be for others as well. So thank you so much for joining us today. Abhijit has been an immense pleasure. And uh, for the rest and of our thank listeners. You, thank you uh, for letting me come here and, and talk about AIML and Capital One. It, it's an inspiration. So thank you so much. And uh, hopefully, fingers crossed, I'll get to, you, to meet you in real life soon. And uh, that would make my day. So thank you. And for the rest of our listeners, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of One Vision. We will talk to you all next week.